War on Man Part 4. It's the Great Reset, everybody. My name is John Roberts. Of course, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition joining us as he does every Tuesday on The Great Reset. We'll probably be hearing from Paul, the producer, too, throughout the show. And our show today, by the way, brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And also call now for snow removal coming up this winter at Executive Properties, all right? Uh, If you have any questions or comments, feel free to text or call us. Our number here, 701-213-0863. Again, 701-213-0863. 213-0863. Again, we pulled this show off of Facebook and YouTube, uh, but if you want to listen live, uh, go to gfbestsource.com. Click listen now. It's all live. If you would like to chat, uh, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner and run Rumble now, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. And uh, there we go. Uh, Before we get into the show, let's do it. It is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. You know, I often wonder who Pete is. I often wonder who Pete is and why do we do things for his sake? I got a question. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, A couple of things I'm going to go through. You know, it's almost like a monologue for me, I guess. I go through a couple of things here before we uh, turn it over. But um, here we go. I'm going to start off with uh, Joe Biden's approval rating like I do every Tuesday. It's about 42 percent. Let's see here. Uh, Biden. Also, this is what really or wait, uh, we'll go Hunter Biden first. Uh, Now indicted on firearms charges. And I'm sure they do that to take the heat off from all the rest of the crap that's coming down with him. Uh, Here's another good one uh, to prove our president and how bad of a liar he is, how he claims he was at ground zero the day after the 9-11 attack. I mean, come on, man. Really? Um, (laughs) The proof is... You sounded like him just now. Come come on, on, man. man. Senate proceedings show he was in Washington, D.C. It's all there for everybody to read, Sleepy Joe. You were not at ground zero. Maybe he thought Washington, D.C. was ground zero. Well, that... Yeah, I can see how he could get those mixed up. Because, you know, there was something that flew into the Pentagon. Well, sure. Yeah, which is still not there. But, yeah. Um, Mark Levine, I don't know if you guys know who he is, um, writes some pretty good books. Uh, his latest book yes. is called The Democratic Party Hates, Hates America. America. Uh, just topped Amazon's bestseller list, by the yes. way, in case you uh, didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Wow. Ah, what else we got here? Oh, got a couple of stories. Uh, first, uh, some pharmacies and healthcare providers in Minnesota getting the new COVID-19 vaccine this week. Uh, new vaccine. Uh, State Health Department's Jessica Monroe says the updated shot protects against the latest strains of the virus that are circulating in our communities. Uh, Here's what gets me. Monroe says the shots recommended for everyone ages six months and older. Yeah, she says the vaccine is the best tool we have to prevent the spread of COVID cases that are increasing slightly 
in parts of Minnesota. Do you I'm have to guessing... get the other six before that, though? Well, yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't, you better go get all six. Yeah. I mean, you're like an infant, and like you know, in the doctor's room, they just like just go into your thighs. <laughs> boom, and, boom, boom, and, boom, you know, boom. That's how they like to do it. Jeez. What do you I like to do? Going like... into the army or what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you're going to get a kick out of this one, David. Uh, families and a pediatrician are challenging North Dakota's law criminalizing gender-affirming care for minors. Amen. The latest lawsuit in many states with similar bans. Now, uh, Gender Justice announced the state district court lawsuit in a news conference at the state capitol in Bismarck. Lawsuit against the state's attorney general and the state's attorneys of three counties seek to immediately block the ban, which took effect in April, to have a judge find it unconstitutional and stop the state from enforcing it. Now, state lawmakers have outlawed essential health care for these kids simply and exclusively because they are transgender According to gender justice attorney and North Dakota State Director Christina Sambor, she tells reporters they have stripped parents of the right to decide for themselves what's best for their own children. They've made it a criminal offense for doctors to provide health care that can literally save children's lives. Okay, a couple of things there. Um, again, now, it's not your life. It's your children's life that you're messing with. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um can, how can it literally save children's lives? Well, um, taking your penis off can change, can save your life. Apparently, I, I don't get that part of it. That's because you haven't drank enough of the Kool Aid, John. Exactly. You need more Kool Aid. More Kool Aid, please. Well, yeah. what their argument is is that, well, if they don't get their transition, yeah. whatever, then they'll, they'll, commit suicide. they'll commit suicide. Right, right, which, right. It, <laughs> I and of course, they've got. Gobs of scientific evidence to prove. Oh, that, sure right? they do. They said, sure they do. I saw this video that a guy posted, and it was just perfect. And he said, "This is why you don't let your children decide what gender they're going to be when they're <laughs> four, <laughs> four, or whatever it is." And he he lays on the table. And he puts, "There's ten thousand in cash." And this kid is sitting across the table from him. He's like, "This is ten thousand in cash. Do you want this?" Or he gives him two Oreos. <laughs> And he asks him like eight different times, and every single time the kid is like, I want the Oreos. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, I do want right. to uh, end this with a thought. Uh, remember when the USA didn't have $5 billion to build the wall? You know, Trump was trying to get the money to build the wall. Yeah. Well, now we have $700 billion to give to other countries. Mm-hmm. Now, in case you haven't figured this out, isn't that money laundering? Really? I mean, where do all of a sudden we come up with this that we didn't have before? Anyway, um, I'm done. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Biden, yeah where, Biden, the Biden family doesn't money launder at where all. Do you start? Where do you start? Uh, yeah, where do you start? How about um, trying to explain all the houses that he owns with no income? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's. I read an interesting thing. You know, Hunter is his, his sweetheart deal with the gun charges fell apart, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the form that you've got to fill out the ATF form when you buy a gun mm-hmm. at, a, at a gun dealer, you have to answer the question, are you addicted to or currently using illicit yep. drugs? Yep. Right? And he checked no. And then later he wrote a book about himself and mm-hmm. said during that same period of his life, he was addicted to crack. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, oops, that was kind of an oops, <laughs> right? <laughs> So now the gun charges are brought in, but he had a sweetheart deal to have them kind of dismissed, mm-hmm. but that fell through. Mm-hmm. So now he's being charged with three, yeah. three, I think they're all three felony counts. Yes, yes. And 
And I, I heard an interesting take on this. Uh, who was it that uh, said this? Um, I can't, uh, I'll think of it in a minute. Uh, oh, I know, it was, it, was a, it was a lawyer that was talking with a guy from uh, USCCA. And he said that, I think that's who it was. He said, this might actually work out to be a good deal for gun owners because suddenly the, because here's the, here's the thing. They're, they're questioning whether or not it's a valid question to have on that form. Because for example, he gave this example. He said, let's say that you're a, you're a cocaine user or whatever. You use some type of illegal drugs and then you get have a religious conversion you something happens and you say wow that's it and you swear off drugs and that's it Mm -hmm. and then so last time you took a hit of something was friday you have this conversion over the weekend on monday you go down to purchase a firearm and it says are you currently a user Mm -hmm. of illegal drugs and you say no i'm never going to touch them again in my life and so you check no and then have an argument with your wife on Tuesday and then you get laid off on Wednesday and on Thursday, yeah. you take another hit. But when you signed it, when you checked that off and said, no, I'm not, you really weren't a user at that sure, time. Sure, sure. So, there's, so the, the, the argument that the lawyer makes is uh, that's a bad question yeah. to have on that form. And it may have the Biden administration and the Justice Department arguing in favor of reducing restrictions against gun ownership. Yeah, well, which I think and, is a very funny thing if yeah, you think about and, it. And if Hunter if he is found guilty of any of these, he no longer can possess a firearm or own a firearm again uh, because that is a felony. So right. then it's he, he, big big felony. trouble. That's right. But it's funny when you talk about the guns and and drugs and things like this, uh, we knew this was going to be an issue. I brought this up uh, Minnesota now legalizing recreational marijuana use. And you're thinking, oh, boy, that opens up a whole ball of wax because, you know, you cannot, not like you talk about with guns, you can't legally hunt or, or use a firearm if you're drunk or on drugs or whatever. So what happens if you're deer hunting, you get pulled over because you didn't use your blinker or something and they find a bag of weed in your car, but you're hunting that's basically going to be up to the officer who stopped you at the time. Well, now I know it just went through the Minnesota Supreme Court. They ruled that you cannot search a car now in Minnesota because it smells like marijuana. Um, So it's just weird how all of this is happening and how they can just say, okay, we're going to do this, but we really don't know how yet. And and so, yeah. So this kind of goes, really leads into the question that we're here to discuss on the show which is the war on men mm-hmm. and and which is just a that's that's a fairly major part of the war on American society right because that's sure. really what's happening we're there's the Chinese Communist Party refers to it as unrestricted warfare they said there's unrestricted warfare and what that means is that anything that they can use to weaken their enemy which is us mm-hmm. they will use so it's um, it's emotional warfare, it's uh, economic warfare, it's social warfare, it's family warfare, religious warfare. Uh, did I say that when I, I think I said that? Mm. Uh, it, it's any kind of anything that, that China can do to make us weak as a nation. You know, just really quickly, knock on wood... Because technological warfare... Technological warfare, right, thank you, that's another one. Unless somebody um, 
got word that I got a hold of Midco. We haven't dropped any frames. Hey, that's not mm. bad. That's, I knocked on wood. I knocked on wood. Hey, look at that. And yeah, Marie has just made a comment that Illinois passed no cash bail legislation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's another example. Legal warfare. There, there. Just, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but did you see the New Mexico governor trying to do a 30-day ban on uh, oh, yeah, gun? Yeah, that was kind of... Didn't work out so well for her, did it? <laughs> no, it <didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> she declared an emergency <laughs> order to make it so nobody could carry a gun. Right, In Mexico. Right. New, New Mexico. In New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Oh, and boy. She had, she had Republicans and Democrats. Uh, up in arms <laughs> over that. Oh boy! So, so that's so that's what happens. So when you're when you go to battle against someone, what do you want to go to battle? Against? You know, here you want to go to battle against someone who's strong. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't fearless. I wouldn't. No, you want to go against uh, someone who's weaker than you are. That's the whole purpose of building an army, building a military, building a, a navy, an air force, mm-hmm. buying guns and missiles and bombs and planes and tanks. You, you, you have those things so that you're strong. You want to be stronger than your opponent. Oh, I thought it was like we just gave them away to them. Well, that, that's... I thought you were <laughs> quoting a Cranberry song. <laughs> <laughs> that's if you want to lose, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so the Chinese Communist Party, which wants to conquer the world, mm-hmm. I'm not making that up. They, they've no. admitted that. Yeah. Right? They, from Mao. Mao is said, first I'm going to take over China, then I'm going to destroy America, mm-hmm. and, then, and then the next thing would be world domination. And they still want that. You know, here's the thing. I, I, had, I raised three boys, my wife and I. Raising three boys is a challenge. I oh, mean, that's work. Sure. Uh, having a family of, I know people that have families of like 10 and 12 Mm -hmm. children, they don't have time for anything else. No. Who'd want to be in control of the whole world? I mean, just, just 10 or 12 to three children is enough. Unless your goal isn't to take care of them or to do things that are going to benefit them. If your goal is to just have power and be able to make other people's lives miserable, yep. if that's your yep. goal, yep. then yeah, then I can see they it. They don't yeah. care how many people die. I'm not going to take care of them. It's just I've well, got control. Well, if your goal was to control people, right, then what better, what, what better way of proving that you're in control than to make their lives miserable? Is there a better way to prove that you're in control if you're a... I'm not talking... I'm not talking from a, a religious standpoint. Mm-hmm. God is in control of everything, and yet God doesn't even control us, does he? No, obviously He gives no. us commands. Mm-hmm. He says, do this, don't do that, but he still lets us choose if we're going to obey him or not, mm-hmm. which is where the word sin and disobedience comes sure. from. So, but these are people, these people who want to rule the world, they want to control you and not for your benefit. God gives us everything that he tells us to do. He tells us to do for our benefit, mm-hmm. which, which ends up being for his glory because when we do well, um, then he's glorified. Right. But these are people, these tyrants, these, these dictators, who these world ruler wannabes, they're not world leaders, they're world rulers. They want to rule. Mm-hmm. What better evidence is there that they are in charge 
than if they can make your life miserable by making you do things that you don't want to do that actually hurt you. Because you would never do that on your own. No. Right? You wouldn't make your life miserable on purpose. It wouldn't? No. No. But if they're making your life miserable, then the fact that you're living a miserable life is proof that they mm-hmm. run your life. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So, so that's the easiest way to prove that they're in charge. So that's what they do. I mean, I think that that's their philosophy. Mm-hmm. I think that that's why they do the things that they do. So, uh, and then they've got the people underneath them that help them to rule and ruin other people's lives. The idea of world domination to most Americans who live such a cushy, easy, slothful, lazy life mm-hmm. is kind of incomprehensible. So when you talk to people about other people wanting to rule the world, a lot of them just don't get it and they just can't even believe it. But that doesn't mean that they're not out there. Right. And they are not, they're not only out there. Just look at, look at North Korea. Mm. Look at China. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at Venezuela. Venezuela wants a beautiful place, a beautiful, wonderful place. You know, okay, so uh, so going back to the war on culture and the war on men, you want China wants to make us weak so that they can sure. conquer us. You've heard the expression, uh, well, that's not even a fair fight. Guess what? If you're going to get in a fight, John, have you ever been in a fight before? I have. Okay, would you want it to be a fair fight? No. No, you want to be no. stronger than your yeah. opponent. Yeah, well, right? it, to me, it, the fight wasn't so much about um, kicking that guy's butt, but um, making him feel really bad and thinking he was really stupid to try to fight me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really care about hurting people because then you're just going to get in trouble. I mean, I'll hurt you if I have to, but um, no, I just soon get it done with real quick so everybody can laugh at you and go, would you do that for you, stupid? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, there you go. <laughs> right. So what I think one of the things that's really terrible about fighting now is, you know, obviously because kids will pull up their TikToks and everything, but uh, fighting now, they're just so cowardly because it's not where two guys fight and then they shake hands afterwards. No, no. Right. You know, or no. when a fight like is it done, it's done. Yeah. When somebody's down and they're still putting the boots to you and, pun- you know, and, and, and sucker punching and kicking and, then their friends and things jump like in. that. Yeah. yeah, and then their friends jump in. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's not when we were growing up and we were in junior high or high school you met, you fought. When it was done, you shook hands most of the time, and you were a done deal. And half the time, you went out and hung out with them the next day. Yep. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? So here's the question. What you're talking about is two, especially if they're boys, right? Two mm-hmm. boys fight, and then they, and so they, they proved something to themselves and to each other, right? Yeah, I can take it. I can take a hit, and I can, I can return it. Mm-hmm. And now we both survived. And hey, guess what? Uh, you're not as bad as I thought. So mm-hmm. let's... Uh... But that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it's very rare. I don't think that that's common at all. It used to be very common. Now it's this... Yeah, the guy's still down. They're still hitting him, kicking him, and all the friends jump in. It's just hatred. Yeah. That's what's going on today. There's no... There's no like. There's no social conscience. There's no, uh, no understanding of of either morality or honor, because that's not honorable to kick someone when they're down. Yeah, that used to be something you told you don't kick someone when they're down. You don't kick them when they're down. Mm-hmm. Why? It's cowardly and it's sure. dishonorable. Yep. Today it's common. 
Yeah. So the question is, what has happened to our society? What's happened to men that they no longer act honorably in our society? And I, I propose, in fact, I would insist that it hasn't just happened naturally. We haven't just naturally gotten bad that it was an intent, just like we don't naturally just get good. I mean, I think we are naturally bad. Mm -hmm. I think that naturally we tend to sin and do the, the wrong thing. But society is all about helping each other to do the right thing, right? To build sure. one another up, to establish standards and principles and morals and values that allow us to live in a way that's beneficial to others, mm -hmm. right? That's really what a good society is, sure. right? That I know that if, if, if I get in trouble, even if you don't know me, You're going to help me out. You're my neighbor. You're going, to, you're going to see me strand on the side of the road. It's one of the things that I loved about North Dakota when we first moved here. You know, in the, in the, I moved to North Dakota in the 70s, and I was just a little kid, but I, I realized very quickly that if a car goes off the road or runs out of gas or something, if there's a guy on the side of the road with his hood up, it's just a matter of seconds yeah. before another car or two cars or three cars pull over and, hey, can I help you? Mm -hmm. Right? Now, back in those days... You know, in Chicago or New York, those two or three guys would be maybe pulling over to see if they can rob the guy, yeah. But, right? yeah. but not in North Dakota. But that's, and it's still better in North Dakota than it is in other parts of it the country. It is, it is. And, and you know, another thing, too, um, when you talk about changes and fighting and fair fighting, um, now with social media, there's so many keyboard warriors out there that think they are so tough hiding behind their keyboard. Uh, you call them out on it, and of course, they're going to turtle up on you. Um, and, and that just it festers for other people then, and I think they get a little more angry. But um, yeah, they're just one of the many things, you know. Wow. So, it, you, so let's, let's break this down just a little bit. I wish I had a chalkboard. I could write something. Um, the concepts of fairness and equality are really important in our society, or they have been traditionally, right? So the concept of a fair fight. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if a big guy picks a fight with a little guy, that's not a fair fight. No. And that guy's called a bully, mm -hmm. right? Because he's a big guy picking a fight with a little guy. You rarely see little guys picking fights with big guys, yeah. right? Uh, and so the old expression, you know, hey, why, don't, why don't you pick on someone your own size? Yeah, I, mm -hmm. You heard that sure. growing up. I heard that growing up. Um, but those are based on concept of concepts of fairness. So, yeah, if you're a guy that just wants to fight, go fight someone your own size. Yeah. Go fight someone else who wants to fight, and you can both be stupid together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But these concepts of fairness and equality, which are good concepts, have been turned against American society, and that's been going on since really the 60s, yeah. even before that. I think some would say going all the way back to the 1840s uh, when they first, there was first this fight for, for women's rights or for the right to vote. I think that started in the, in the 1840s. Yeah. So the ideas of fairness and equality are good, but they've been turned and instead used as a bludgeon against reality. So right now, I mean, if you fast forward to today, I'm, I'm without even walking through the timeline of the women's rights movement and then the gay rights movement and now it's the trans rights movement. You've got this, this little phrase, that's not fair. 
uh, equal rights for, yeah. and then fill in the blank, right? Mm-hmm. Equal used to be equal rights for women. Now it's equal rights for whatever. Next, how soon before it's equal rights for pedophiles? Yeah, right, right. right. How soon before it's equal rights for child abusers? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They have equal rights already. Everybody's got equal rights under the law. You've got a right to, to a, a, a trial by jury. Yeah. You've got a right to representation. Those are rights that you have mm-hmm. as a citizen. Even if you're a creep, a criminal, a pervert, you've got those rights. Yeah. You have those rights. Yep. But what they mean when they say equal rights, see, they've taken that phrase and they've turned it on its head to mean something different. They say equal rights, but what they mean is special rights. Special rights. I want to have the right to go into the woman's locker room. Yeah, I yeah. want to have the right to go into the women's mm-hmm. bathroom. And I'm going to call that equal rights so that you'll let me do it. Because America believes in equality, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they've taken what was good and they've turned it on its head to turn it into something that's really evil. And now we have children today, right now, right. I will tell you right now today, uh, by the because school is is school started right, public mm-hmm. schools yep. on right now. Yep, there are going to be girls that are holding their bladder until school gets out, so that their mom can pick them up and whisk them home. Sure, to go to the bathroom because they're not going to go in school because they're a boy. Because they, I've heard this from mothers who said their daughters said, I don't go to the bathroom in school because the boys come right into the girls' bathroom and they look under the stalls when yeah. I'm in there. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And guess what the teachers do? They can't do anything. They can, but they don't. Okay. They, they can because they're there. So if they're there, they have a responsibility to protect the girls. Mm-hmm. I would, and they say, well, but it came down from the superintendent's office. It came down from the school board. It came down from the board of uh, higher education in Bismarck. It came down from what's her face. Who cares? I don't care what they say. You, this is the this is the real destruction of American society. When people take their orders from someone higher than them, who's not the highest, and then they, and then they reject what God says is right. Because someone just a little bit higher on the totem pole in their particular business said, you can't do this anymore. So they fail to protect the innocent. So now, like, I know it's a big deal in Minnesota, uh, the human resources officers, which are policemen. um, Right now, they've been stripped with, they can't hardly do anything. So back in my day, um, again, uh, I saw a teacher um, hang a kid out the second story window by his ankles. The same teacher punched me in the chest, knocked me right out of my desk. I deserved it. Nowadays, if you walked in and, and there was a kid, a boy in the girl's bathroom, and he was looking under there and a teacher walked in and said, you can't be doing that. The kid can turn around and say, kiss my ass. What are you going to do about it? And the teacher can't do anything about it. When back in the day, oh, that would have been an invite for a teacher to just whop you. Yeah, so John, that's, I'm really glad that you brought that up. So let me ask you this. What would happen if a boy goes into a girl's bathroom and a teacher follows him in there and says, get out of here? Mm-hmm. And he, he says, you know, kiss my butt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the teacher says, now you're coming with me. Grabs him by the shirt and pulls him out. Okay, so what, there's going to be a lawsuit? Do you think there, that kid's parent is going to sue the teacher? There could be, and that's what it's getting to. So here's what I would say. You have a responsibility to do what's right 
to protect the innocent, to protect the girl in that stall. Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility. Sure. And that responsibility trumps your requirement to follow perverted rules and regulations because those are perverted. Mm-hmm. So something It that- trumps that. And guess what? If, if enough... Just one second, Paul. If enough teachers, if enough teachers who know what's right, who know what's right and they know what's wrong, say, no, you're not, no, get out, get out of here. If enough teachers did that, what's going to be the response? They're going to sue all the teachers? Are they going to fire all the teachers? No, they're not, because they can't run a school system without teachers. So you, you take the 5% who don't have the backbone or the moral courage or the moral understanding to know that having a boy looking underneath the, the wall of the stall at a girl when she's trying to get undressed to use the, to, you know, to disrobe partially yeah. to use the bathroom, those people aren't going to matter because you can't run a school with that 5% of would, would Would that ever be one of your boys that did that? Oh, are you kidding? No, absolutely okay, not. Okay, and me neither. So maybe these parents should start bucking up a little bit and teaching their damn kids what's right and wrong at home instead of just letting the schools do it all. And then if you don't like something because they maybe, uh, you know, your kid got in trouble or something, you don't even know half the stuff that's going on with them. And you're right. I got a good point to make with this. But first, uh, we need to hear from Over Heaven's Cakes. Uh All right. Let's hear from Over Heaven's Cakes. There we go. Oh, boy. I tell you what. Um... When it comes to celebrations, things like that, uh, go for all for heaven's cakes. Uh, I tell you what, the best cakes, best cupcakes. Doesn't matter if you've got a special occasion going on, maybe a big party, or maybe you're just jonesing for something sweet. They're on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE. Or go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. You know, if you're a business owner, these people work hard for you. Uh, check them out. Maybe you want to treat your employees to something cool, all right? It'd be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Check them out. Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall in the North Backside. You will love it if you've never tried their stuff, all right? We're on Man Part 4. The Great Reset is back. Where were we? Okay, so I was going to say that uh, one of the things that is actually a positive that's coming out of this is that this monster's ugly head is revealing itself now because this LGBTQT plus minus alpha symbol, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Now, they because uh, they, they've just exposed their, their agenda and what they've been doing for so much, especially since the trans movement and all this stuff, they're realizing that they're outnumbered. There are a lot more parents oh, yeah. in this in this country mm-hmm. that are pissed off and seeing what's yeah. going on. Right. And because they, they, they put, they push too far. Yes. Too and, fast, too far, too fast. Yep. And so now the parents, cause now they're like, they're seeing like, okay, these are our children. Yeah. And the parents are, they're, they're coming back. They're fighting hard. And Thankfully. these are minority. They're not Thank the majority. You. Quit acting like you're the majority. All parents think that way. We you don't know, want to be. No, they do not. You know not. what they did? They stepped on their own dick. Yes, they did. Thank <laughs> you very much. That's a great way of putting it. So, 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 so let me just ask, but before I go into the next point, John, why do they act like they're the majority? Why do you think? What's the strategy behind it? I, I, I think they just wanted to think that this is just the way it is, the way it's going to be, and the way it will be forever. Um, so it, it quit acting so surprised that my son wants to be a woman or wants to be a girl or vice versa. Um, it, they act like this is just a normal thing now. But, but you said that they act like they're the majority. They want when to be. they're not. 
but I think the reason they act like they're the majority, in fact, I, I'm confident the reason they act like they're the majority is because if you are the majority, then that means that, that your way should be the way it's done, right? right? Right. If you're the majority, but they're not. So they, yeah. so they have to pretend that they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, they're, but it's a big pretending. In fact, the, it, it's, 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 I shouldn't say it's well-known or widely understood because it's not. But it is known by experts that study social interactions and social behavior mm -hmm. that children learn and imitate other children. If they think sure something they is considered cool, mm -hmm. they're going to do that same thing. Yep. Are you kidding me? That's same with that's social how, media. You that's, know? How, that's how Nike, that's how all these different mm -hmm. brands uh, make millions sure. and millions of dollars every year by getting themselves to be branded yep. as cool. Yep. Yep. And then the cool kids start doing, then the other kids start doing sure. because they want to be cool like the cool kids. And if they can't afford to be like the cool kids, then they go steal and they break laws and because they, they want to be like the cool kids. But the kids. point is they want to be like the cool exactly. kids. Exactly. I'm going to point out something Marie pointed out, and I'm glad that she, it's, it's a very important point to make, that in Grand Forks, in the Grand Forks public schools, they have now accepted, and this came down from the state legislature, mm -hmm. bathrooms are assigned based on gender based on the sex of the child. Some people say the sex was assigned at birth, but guess what? No sex is assigned at birth. No. Did you know that? You're born with it. You're born with it, right? <laughs> you don't flip a coin. Doctor didn't assign you as a male and yeah. you as a male yeah. and my wife as a female. That's not how it works. Yeah, you come in you and were you go, born okay, you're ready to give birth. Uh, we'll flip a coin. Would you like a male or a female, a boy or a girl? What do you want? It doesn't work that you, way. That's right. You, you know... Uh, because they, you can ask them to know the gender before you have the baby, and they'll give you a little mm -hmm. black card that has it so people can have gender reveal parties. So if you can have the doctor, like you have the option of, is it going to be a boy or a girl when, you're like when the, your wife or whoever is pregnant before they have the kid? Mm -hmm. Well, it just seems kind of weird that there would be a bathroom that was assigned at birth. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now with technology, you can actually decide if you want a boy or a girl. It might I cost mean, you a lot of money. I mean, but... I, I mean, can we, you know, because like my wife's pregnant right now. I mean, can we just go in there and when they're doing the ultrasound and they're like, well, would you like to know the, the sex of the baby? And we'll be like, no, it's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Right. We already know. We yeah. already know we what it is. We decided that. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, decided. we decided that. You know, here's something that I wondered years ago, and I never said this publicly, but I'm going to say it now. Um, the doctor's like, you're. Boy does not have a penis. You, you know, <laughs> you want to change your mind? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, years and listen, I I have real I have real compassion for people who have same sex attractions. I really do. Mm. I mean, people that actually have that have them, not people that decide I'm an experiment. Oh, I'm just going to have sex with whoever. I think that could be fun. I'm not talking about those people. Those are people that just have no no concept of morality. I'm talking about people who, who like, like, like boys or young men who find themselves after puberty being attracted to other young men. And, they, and most of them don't want that. In fact, I, I, I know I'm very close with a, with a, a man who, is, uh, who has that problem. Mm -hmm. And he said to me one day, he said, who... He said, because some people say, oh, it's a choice. He said to me, who would choose this? Who would choose this? Right, right. Well, he said that 20 years ago. Today, a lot of people choose it because they think it's hip, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, 
But initially, I'd say, yeah, you're right, because it's a, it's a great struggle, because you want to be normal, you want to be accepted, and you want to have attraction to women, but you don't. So why is that? It, and and there, there are men that really struggle with that, and they should struggle with it. And there's a solution. I believe that there's a solution. I believe the solution is in Jesus, uh, because God can heal or fix anybody. It, it, you know, the, the, old, the common expression, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they tried for, I think, 10, 15, 20 years to find a gay gene. You know, they were very big yep. on that for a while, trying to find a gay gene. They've kind of given up on that now. Because why? Because, the agen- because it's still a biological issue or isn't? No, it's because homosexuality has been shoved down the throats of Americans for so long that now everybody accepts it and says, yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. You can marry whoever you want. Um, so they don't have to find a gay gene anymore. But they tried to find one, they couldn't find one. And so here's the thing that I was wondering. What if they found one? What if they actually, mm. which they won't, Yep. they won't because God didn't make people to, be, to have same-sex attractions. It happens, and that's a whole other topic. Why do people have, why do certain people have same-sex attractions? Uh, and that's a very interesting discussion. You know, but here's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Here's what I was going to say. If they did find a, a gay gene, let's say that they found a gay gene, and let's say that now you can do a little amniotic fluid thing or do mm-hmm. some kind of a test, and you can know whether or not your child has a gay gene. That means they're going to be gay, yeah. right? Would, would the pro-choice people still be in favor of abortion for any reason? Mm-hmm. Because the parents can say, I don't want a gay kid. Good question. Cut it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Would suddenly, would that be okay? Would he be okay to have an abortion for any reason except the fact that he's going to be gay? Yeah. And and you know one thing that gets me, you talked about um, being the cool kid, and and a lot of people are are saying now that they're uh, identifying as this or that because you know maybe it's a fad or maybe it's cool. But I do know some gay people, and these guys um, and girls, they're not like, you know, I'm just making up names. Hi, I'm Steve, and I'm gay. They don't want, they're not on the gay bandwagon. They're not going to the gay parades. They don't want everybody, they're not going around, hey, everybody, right. we're gay. Right. We want, you right. know, we're gay. No, right. exactly. they're, just, they're just people that want to be left alone. Right. You know, it's, there's a big difference. No, and, r- right. I, right. And you got to so, have, I mean, I do have a little compassion. And so, I, I obviously do. Yeah, you know? right. So, John, the que- so the thing is, since you, and, I, and that's my experience as well. All the people that I know who are gay. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. They don't want to be out there just like, when was the last time you went out in public and said, yeah, you know, when, I'm with, when my wife and I are in the bedroom, here are, my, here are, here are three favorite positions. Yeah, yeah. What, it, it, please, mm-hmm. please, I don't want to hear it, right? And I certainly don't want to think about it. Right. That's your business. Yep, yep. So the question is, where did this come from and what was the goal? And I think that the goal of the gay rights movement was the same as the goal of the women's rights movement. <clears throat> was not to make things fair for women. It was to create division in the country. Mm-hmm. Another way the, to create division. Another way to country, create division. Yeah. Because when you create division, you create weakness. Sure. So the women's rights movement eventually ended up in giving women the right to vote. So 19th Amendment gives women the right to vote. This is a very contentious issue. Uh, well, it is in my mind. It's not in society today because people just expect it. They think that that's normal. <clears throat> Here's the problem. 
men and men and women are different. I mean, we're very different. The mm. way that our brains work are sure. different. Women's brains, for example, I heard a guy describe it like this. He said, women's brains are like spaghetti. Every thought, every issue is intertwined with every other thought and every other issue, right? They're all touching each other in the bowl. Mm -hmm. They're all touching each other. So you can talk to a woman and you can all of a sudden, she's talking about this and then that and then that and the, because they're all interconnected, right? And I've listened to women discuss things amongst themselves. And go, wow, that's crazy. That's how I've worked with women. I've been hired by women to do projects, to do films for them. And it's very interesting how those, how those conversations go. Men, on the other hand, our, our brains are more like trains, right? There's the engine, the locomotive. Yep. Okay, yep. so now we're driving. Now we're, we're, we're going that way. We're yep. going ahead. We're going to go at this speed. That's our focus. Now we move into the, you know, the first passenger car. Oh, I sit back and read a magazine. Then I get up and then you move on a little bit further to the dining car. Oh, now it's time to eat. Mm -hmm. Now we're eating. Our focus is on eating. And then you go to the, oh, then you go to the sleeping car. Time to sleep or do whatever. <laughs> Depends if your wife is with you. So, so men are focused on one thing at a time. Our brains are designed to do one thing at a time. That's how we are wired. You're saying men cannot multitask. <laughs> well, not very well. <laughs> yep. And women don't have a logic train. <laughs> and, <laughs> or a logic cap. Women, women actually, really nobody can multitask, but women are able to switch subjects mm, yeah. really quickly. Sure. Right, and so it looks like multitasking. It's not that. So, which one is better? You know, I'd say neither. Mm -hmm. They're just different. Maybe they work together as a team better. It's not better or worse. It's just different. Right? Sure. It's mm -hmm. different. So, if a guy is on the phone and he's also supposed to be taking care of the baby and cooking the dinner because the wife is coming home soon, and he's he's on the phone and and he's. Wow, something smells weird. And he's and then it's and the, he's this racket in the background, but he blocks it out because he's really focused on the phone call. But the soup is boiling over the pot, right? And it's and it's burning on the pot. And the baby's screaming in the other room because it needs its diaper changed. But to the guy, his he's in the train car of I'm on the phone. Mm -hmm. Right? So he's kind of just ignoring those other things. He's blocking them out. Women don't do that. I'm, and look, there are, there are variations, right? There are degrees uh, for men and women in these two areas. But mm -hmm. as a rule, women are better at going, whoa, I better, sorry, I got to go. Uh, the soup's about to boil over and the baby needs to be changed. God made their brains like that because of the roles that God established for women to fill. God made men's brains the way our brains are mm -hmm. because the roles that he established for us sure. to fill. So makes sense. when we fill the roles that God put in place for us to fill, we do really well. You know, I've, I've got a friend who used to play rugby and he used to say, play to your strengths. Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea, not just in rugby. That's a great idea in life. Play to your strengths. So however you're wired, you should operate that way, and you should do. You should find things to do. There's a woman that read a wrote a book. Uh, she probably read the book too, but she wrote a book called I think it was called Brain Styles or Knowing Your Brain Styles or something like that. And she identified four uh, specific brain styles, and she said whatever. And each brain style um, coincided with a particular or a number of different careers, right? 
And she said, if you figure out what your brain style is, here are the careers that match that brain style. Mm -hmm. And she said, you pick that career. It doesn't matter if it's a ditch digger, if it's doing manual labor, if it's doing secretarial work, if it's doing accounting, if it's doing uh, broadcasting, Mm -hmm. if it's doing photography, whatever it is, writing, whatever it is. Once you know what your brain style is, you know these are the careers that are going to fit in really well with Mm -hmm. the way that my brain naturally thinks. She wrote the book so people could figure out what their brain style is so that they could f- pick a career that's going to work really well for them. Because she said, if you, if you pick a career that is really not your brain style, that's not suited for your brain style, it's going to be work. It's going to be drudgery. It's going to be, you're going to hate going to work every day. It's just going to be work. Yeah. Um, but if you find the brain style, the, the work that, that fits your brain style, she said, "It's work's going to be cake." Yeah. We um we did something like that my junior year in high school. I can't remember what they called the test now, but um, it was kind of to help you decide what you thought would be. It was the same thing as you're talking about. Yeah. Um, number one on my list was actually law enforcement. Uh, number two on my list wow. was the entertainment business. Um, so huh. they were actually really close because for a long time in my life, I thought about um, like a game warden or uh, doing something in the military. I could see you doing and, that. And then I, this music bug and the radio bug hit me. And of course, that all changed. But um, I can't remember what they, some kind of a, a career aptitude test or something they call it. But um, yeah, if there was just a way, because I mean, people, kids are getting, you pressure them. You know, you're junior in high school. What do you want to be? What are you going to do? What, what are you going to go to college with? You know, it's the same with uh, when you're getting ready to go to college. Well, what's your major going to be? Blah, blah, blah. You know, how many people change their majors? Good friend of ours who's uh, a co-host of one of our shows here on a Thursday is a music major, yet he runs the biggest tire store in Grand Forks. You know, you know what I mean? It, it just, there's a lot of pressure on these kids. Right. So taking all that into consideration, what would it look like? And now, now keep in mind, there are enemies within the system, right? Mm-hmm. There are enemies here. Uh, I'm, have we dropped, by the way, I just want to ask, uh, Dean, have we dropped any frame? Haven't dropped a frame the entire show. So it's the first show that Midco is actually monitoring, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had no drop frames. This is the first time in months that this show hasn't dropped, hasn't had problems with the feed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. First time in months. And they're watching. That makes me wonder if it's somebody at Midco. I'm no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But the fact is, I think that whoever it is that's doing it knows that they're being watched. I and they know so the guys too. at Midco are going to find out who yep, they are. Yep, they were going to get busted. So, yeah, so that's why they... So we shouldn't have said that, that they were going to be watching. Guess what? Midco will be watching at random dates and times. Yep. Oh, we'll catch you. We're not going to broadcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll get them. We'll see how your, how your luck holds out. Okay. We also um, got a new powerhouse computer coming in. Ah, so good. Have fun with that one. So, right. (laughs) So the point is, what if we, John, what if we in, in schools, what if we actually focused on trying to figure out what each kid's brain style is like right off the bat, like early on in the educational process and then steered them in that direction so that they could get better at what they do best. I was, I was never great at math. I, I, in fact, I, I, by the time I was in fifth or sixth grade, uh, my family had moved three times, four times. And every it's like every school that I went to, they taught multiplication a different way. They taught division a different sure. way. Only so many ways you can teach addition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and, and it's like every time they change it, it just got more confusing to me. So by the time I was in sixth grade, I literally said, I hate math. I hate math. I hate math. And that carried on through the rest of my educational process. But what if they would have focused on what I was actually really good at and said, look, this guy's not going to be an accountant. Mm -hmm. He's never going to do that. Let's focus on what he, on, on what David can do really well and teach him how to do that even better. And, and steer him in that direction. What if they did that with everyone? So the people that are good at math, because I knew I dated a, a, a girl in college who was great at math. Um, she used to do my checkbook for me. A lot of people watching probably don't know what that is. But yeah. <laughs> you get these pieces of paper and you can write down how much you want to spend and you give that to the clerk. And that's nobody says hip anymore. either. It counts yeah. like money. <laughs> hey, I say groovy. <laughs> man, that's boss, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so she one day she after school, she came, she she came over to my house and she had a really bad day. But she had told me she was going to balance my checkbook for me. And there she is balancing my checkbook. I said, oh, look, I said, don't worry. I said, you had a bad day. Don't, you know, don't, don't worry about that. We can do that another day. And she said, no, I want to do it. It'll make me feel better. Wow. Okay. I, okay that, look, your you really brain, do like math. Your brain is not my brain, right? But after having a bad day, for her to sit down and make all the numbers come out right even though I probably made mistakes in my ledger, that would make her feel better. So we're, we're just different. So here's my point. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. If you know what your brain style is, you know what you're best suited for, then you can, we can steer you in that direction, and then that'll be good for you. John, for tw Paul, for 20, 30 years, since the women's rights movement, We've been told it's not fair that women are not welcome into the field of engineering. It's not fair that women aren't welcome into the field of science or into the field of, uh, you know, corporate, uh, the, the corporate um, uh, boardroom. Mm -hmm. that, no, we need to have as many women as we... No, that's stupid. You know why? Because in addition to individuals having different brain styles like we're all men in this room we're all men in this room we got one two three four men mm -hmm. see i can i can count i wasn't good at math but i can still count sure each one of i guarantee i guarantee if we were to take the test if we were to read the book on brain styles i guarantee absolutely that there would be a, a minimum of two different brain cells represented in this room and possibly three different brain cells represented in this room Here's one of the things that this author said, and I wish I could remember her name and give her credit. Uh, your brain cell is what it is. You can't change it. And it doesn't ever become a different brain style. Um, and she said, because the guy that was interviewing, it was a very good interview, he said, well, can you have more than one? She said, no, you have one brain style. That's it. And it doesn't change. It, it's, it is what it is your whole life. I said, that's crazy. So he said, well, what are they? So she said, well, the first brain cell, brain cell number one is this. And she just, fine. I said, well, that sounds like me. And then uh, he said, what's the second brain cell? She said, the second brain cell is this. A guy with that brain cell thinks like this. But I go, no, that's me. And the first one is me. So already she's wrong because I've got the first two. He said, what's the third brain cell? And she said, the third brain cell, uh, those people think this way. And she described that. I said, that's me too. I've got all three, the first three brain cells. He said, What's the fourth brain cell? She said, well, the fourth brain cell is very interesting. 
Because people that have the fourth brain style usually think they have the first three. And I go, whoa, wait a second. Then she described the fourth brain mm-hmm. style. And it was exactly the way I think. Exactly the way I think. And I thought, yeah, I thought I had the first three, but I really have the fourth one. Sure. I was so impressed, I called into the show. And uh, she said, David, if, if, uh, if you were, and she gave me a scenario. She said, if you were my husband and I wanted to do this, I'd tell you, here's what I want, and here's what you would do. You would go and you'd do this, and you'd come, and you'd, and I said, that's exactly how I am. That's exactly how I am. Mm-hmm. So my point is, each one of us, even as men in this room, we each have our own brain style, and it's one of those four, and we can't change it. And if we follow it with our career, we'll do better. We'll be happier. We'll be more successful. And we'll contribute more to society because we're doing what we're wired to do. Sure. Okay. So that's the foundation. Now let's look at male and female. What if you're wired to fail? Hold on. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) The dissenting voice, again, comes from Paul Kronelka. No such thing as wired to fail. So, so th- differences between men, four different brain styles, different between men and, and women, they also have differences. But the differences between the male brain and the female brain are significantly more different than the differences between the four brain styles. They're significantly more different. So what should that tell us right off the bat? Because I'll tell you what it tells me. It tells me that men are more ideally suited. As a rule, there are exceptions to every rule. I I can't believe I even have to say that, but there are exceptions. But as a rule, men are more suited to certain types of activities that are required for life on this planet. Because they're men and they're wired to think like men. And women are more ideally suited to other activities mm-hmm. that are required for life on this planet because that's how they're just wired. Now, within those two groups, male and female, there are differences and distinctions and, you know, the brain cells over here, the brain cells over here. But as a rule, we fit into these two categories and the categories for men involve working and providing and protecting and getting strong and building forts and, and, and houses that will protect mm-hmm. and developing weapons and weapon systems and knowing how to go out and beat the bad guy. As a rule, women are wired to want to also protect, but also nurture and to provide for, to feed the children and to work with the husband in the in the raising of the household, raising the next generation. John, you know this as well as I do. People talk, and I want to, I want to hear your point because you're going to say something. I just want to carry this through. There's this bizarre, it's really a lie that's been perpetrated on the American public for the last 40 years that somehow child-rearing, that's a, kind of a, that's a, that's a second-rate job. That's for the losers. That's for people that don't know any better. That's the, the women that couldn't make it in the corporate world, which is really important. Uh, they can raise children, you know. That's exactly the opposite of what's true. That says the parent whose kid was looking underneath the girl's bathroom stall. Yeah, exactly. Thank mm-hmm. you. The point is raising children. I can't really think of 
something more important than raising children. Right. Do you know there's a there's a uh, I'll see if I can I'll see if I can define this quickly um, in uh, in the book of First Timothy. Oh, I, you know I, I'll look this up. You you go ahead and please make your point because you were going to say. Well, something. it wasn't really a point. I was just uh, kind of on your side there. Um, I got caught my senior year um, one math class short. And I was horrible at math. Um, I ended up taking a math class. But um, to this day, uh, do you use algebra or do you use geometry or do you use calculus? I don't even know how I graduated from high school. Uh, me either. I mean, I, don't, I actually made the honor roll my senior year. No kidding. And I don't even know what the hell algebra is because I've never had to use it. I never have. And, and so I'm, I, it, I was it, just agreeing with your, yeah, you know, about, right. I'm, I'm not a math guy either, but I also uh, ran a big, pretty good construction crew i had to know my math i had to do this stuff and that stuff but um i don't ever use that crap why why don't they let me take a class in something i want to do you know that that will actually pertain to the rest of my life and 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 now dean could be sitting over there saying are you kidding me right right. a A plus b equals c that's the coolest thing i've ever heard right (laughs) so we're all different but the point is we should focus on what makes us good and to take women and to say as a rule that women should now be entering the domain of men that's been typically men's domain Mm -hmm. and doing those things because otherwise she doesn't feel equal to men you know what that is it's stupid yeah and it's just it's no it's stupid it's like saying john you aren't really a, you're not, you're not equal. You're not a full man until you've become an accountant. Yeah. Now you come over here and start doing accounting for a living. That's stupid. Why would you want, or to say to my accountant who keeps me out of jail, who makes sure yeah. that my taxes are filed properly, right? And that all the numbers mm-hmm. uh, are, are, are accurate to say to him, Hey, you know what? Hey, Lowell, you guess what? You haven't lived until you've done a podcast once a week. He'd say, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know why? He doesn't want to. But women have for 40 years been told, you don't count yeah. unless you join the corporate America. Sure. That's, that, that's evil. That's actually evil. So let me just say, so think about raising children, the impact of raising children on our society. And I'm going to read this from, this is from 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3. And I'm going to ask, so here's the question. Here's the question. What does, so think about the putting corporate America and working in business, getting involved in business, running a business, running a corporation, breaking the glass ceiling. Think about those things as I read this and, 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 and figure out how does this fit into God's word about what's important to him. Okay. It's a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, it's a fine work he decides to do. So overseer, bishop, someone who oversees the church. An overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnacious, but gentle, uncontentious, free from the love of money. Listen to this next part. He must be one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity. But if a man doesn't know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? Did it say he must be a CEO at least once in his life of a Fortune 500 company? Mm -mm. It doesn't say that. Nope. 
he must be able to make really good money. Nope, doesn't say that. He must know how to do a corporate merger. It doesn't say that. It says he must be able to manage his household well. He must be able to keep his children under control with dignity. Not screaming at them, yanking them around, but keep them under control with dignity. That's the word of God talking about what's important for God in his house, the church. That should tell us something about priorities, shouldn't it? Yeah. From this, you could almost say, you know what? Uh, (laughs) All that corporate stuff, that going to work, that grind that people talk about. Why would we want to force that on, on women who have the opportunity to mold and shape the children of our future? I think it's a terrible thought, and it has weakened America, and it's weakened the idea of motherhood, which is one of the most glorious positions that, that a woman could ever attain to uh, or, or, or seek to, to reach. It, you know, in biblical times, a woman who was who was barren, who had, had no children. It was considered disgraceful to them. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of appreciate my wife's uh, health insurance. <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> so there's also a position for, for industry. I mean, the, in, in Proverbs, if, we, if we, we, can close out, we can close out with this, um, Proverbs 31 uh, a lot of women hate the Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> and you'll know why in just a second when I read it. Um, <clears throat> Proverbs 31, I won't read the whole chapter, but it's a great chapter. Um, he says, an excellent wife who can find, this is starting verse 10, for those who want to follow along in your Bibles. Uh, an excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it's still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength. She makes her arms strong, and she senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. I really think he's writing this in the wintertime when the days are short. (laughs) She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow. See, winter. Mm -hmm. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Very expensive, by the way. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. And she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. 
Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. I'm not talking about, when I talk about women and and the role that they fill in society and in the household, I'm not talking about women who sit around and, and, and watch soap operas and change messy diapers and that's all they do. This is, the Bible describes the women as having incredibly important roles. Not Pretty much just, did everything. D- 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 yeah, mm-hmm. she's right. She's industrious. She's working yep. with her, but she's working for her household. Sure. She's not working to make some corporation rich, because guess what? No business hires you to do anything other than make them money. Right. Right? You sure. know that, mm-hmm. right? No corporation hires anybody that's not going to make them money. And if you stop making it, oh, yeah, they'll pay you, but you're going to make them more than they pay you, right? This woman is working for the benefit of her household, not the benefit of some corporate taskmaster. That's the point. So because women have lost their, the whole family's been under attack. In fact, family warfare is one of the types of warfare that the enemies of America engage in to destroy the family. And so we could talk about that next time about how the family has been splintered and divided so that young men don't know their roles anymore. I brought this book. I'll read from it next, next week, Manhood's Morning. It's written by, uh, by Joseph Alfred uh, Conwell, and this book was published in 1903. 1903. Wow. It ta- Manhood's Morning, by the way, refers mm-hmm. to being a young man. Sure. And he defines the young man as between the, a man between the ages of 14 and 27, or 28, 14 and 28. So anyway, we'll talk, we'll talk about that as the war on men continues. And not just the war on men, the war on women, the war on families. We'll talk more about that next time. Thank you. My pleasure. For Thank coming you, in. Thank you, John. Another great show. War on Man, part four in the books, The Great Reset. Thank you to David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition and, of course, Paul, the producer, sitting in. And we would also like to thank our sponsor today, Churchill Shoes. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SaaS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes are in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right, again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today on War on Man Part 4, The Great Reset. Tomorrow, we will be talking with Grand Forks County Sheriff Andy Schneider about, of all things, beet harvest safety and more. Now, Andy drives a beet truck during the beet harvest. So do I. We've got a lot of experience about this. I think it's going to be a good show. Hey, by the way, Grand Forks City Chatter comes on at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Our guest today, Grand Forks Mayor Brad Obochensky. This should be an awesome show. Make sure to tune in and remember to like, share, tag, and follow us, all right? If you hit that notification bell on your smartphone, it dings every time. It'll warn you every time we're going on the air. Great way to not ever miss our shows, all right? Hey, the Grand Cities are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.